that when it's said sometimes in our PCCs, in our church meetings or our church councils, causes much excitement, it is there. It's the word legacy. The moment we hear the word legacy in any of those kind of meetings, we get very excited because we know that there is the potential of a lump sum of money coming the way of the church. But you see, the word legacy can mean something very different, can't it? I keep thinking that's our mic system. It's not. It's outside there, isn't it? What is our legacy as individuals? Not financial. But what is the thing that we will be remembered for when we are gone? Now, as a church, I suppose because of Jean's passing this last week, that's just focused our minds a little bit more, thinking of what Jean meant to us as a church family, a prayer warrior, someone who had a lot to moan about but was never once seen moaning, and someone who put Christ first in everything she did. But you see, legacy is biblical. We've read it in both of our readings this evening, the one in Deuteronomy and the one in John. In Deuteronomy, we, we get to a passage which so often we think is about laws and rules, but I would argue it's not. It's about the way of life, the way the Israelites were asked to live under the lordship of God. And it's saying there, recite them to your children. Recite what you hear to the next generation. Bind it on your hands so you can't forget it. Put it on your door so that when you walk out, you will know the way of living. It brings the question, doesn't it? What are we teaching our children? What are we teaching the next generation? What are we teaching them of God? Of life? And the passage in John that we read Jesus tells that we are appointed to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will feed others, future generations. Fruit that will last. Most of us will know you put fruit in a fruit bowl and a few days later you think, I've only just brought that orange and it's already nearly blue and green with mould. Are we sometimes like a firework? We look pretty, it all looks wonderful, but then it's gone in an instant, never to be remembered again. Now this morning in the Baptist church, we celebrated a legacy of Jesus Christ. We shared communion together. It's a legacy that speaks of hope, of new life, of redemption. And the church itself, is a legacy of Jesus' ministry. Something that Jesus left us to look after, to be good stewards of, to grow, to sustain. So what is our legacy? Now this evening we are here on November the 5th. Um, as we know and heard, there are many firework displays going around I wonder if you could speak to Guy Fawkes and to say, your legacy, Mr. Fawkes, is that on the 5th of November, we set off pyrotechnics all around. I wonder if he'd be happy with the legacy that he um, 
has left. When we are gone, what will future generations look back and say about us? About me? About you? About our churches? About Saltash churches together? What would they say of something that speaks of who we are? In one sense, maybe our legacy is something about who we are now and what others say about us around the town. One of the questions I was asked very early on in ministry was, if the church was to, hello, if the church was to stop, would the community miss it? Would it impact the community if the church was to just pack up shop and go home? I have a friend who is a minister, or was a minister of a church in Bristol, and he asked lots of the churches around. This, this, this is a good idea. It's also a very dangerous idea. He asked a lot of the churches around, as they looked at the book of Revelation, to write a letter to his church and to say something about who that church was. Now, you're really setting yourself up for a fall there, aren't you? And I'm not sure, really, as churches together, it would be a wise thing to do um, in many ways. But it's amazing how some of those letters come back and speak of a legacy that the church is clearly going to have for many years. Something that God has laid on their hearts, something that God has given them, and they are treasuring and look after it. I, a few years ago, started looking at my family history. And um, if you ever plan on doing that, make sure you've got plenty of time. Um, you, you have this vision of going on a website, clicking a button, and just your family history being there. And it's interesting. First of all, you start going back as far as you can and seeing, and then you realise how big the family tree actually is when you go sideways. And then you start to fill in the gaps, uh, fill in the, the stories of who people were, of the roles, the jobs they did, of their life stories. And see how sometimes families have their own legacy, their own DNA, that you'll find that a, a great-great-grandparent is doing the same job as you were. Or there's a link, or there's a story that resonates through the generations. And we're part of that story. The generations of churches, the generations of individuals that serve God. What will people say of us? When we are gone, what will they say of us? How are we preparing our legacy? What fruits are we planting to be grown? How are we taking that command that Jesus gives to go and bear fruit? How are we taking that to make sure that future generations Generations now, people around, will know something of the love of God. How are we showing our children something of our story? It's amazing how many children do not know the Christmas story, the Easter story. It's amazing how many children do not know the, that Jesus was a person and not just a swear word that mummy and daddy use sometimes. 
And I recognise that in today's society, it's more and more difficult to go into those places and speak. But how are we, as churches, as individuals, as churches together, showing and shaping something of that story that we can pass to future generations? Of course, the focus is not us, is it? It's Christ. And all we do and all we are should point to Jesus Christ. The danger sometimes in churches, we become very individualistic. It's all about me. It's all about my legacy. What I want to give. Whereas actually sometimes the focus should be what should we as community be giving. Each one of our legacies, although pointing to Christ, will look different. For one, it might be that the prayer is a powerful thing that you have shown to others. And that will be your legacy to the next generation, how to pray. It might be in the act of service, of showing something um, of, of God's love, of God's care. It might be a legacy that you're not even aware that you're shaping or sharing with the rest of us. And it would be interesting sometimes to sit down, and we've got enough to do as churches together, paperwork-wise. But it would be interesting to sit down sometime and to share what are the legacies each of our churches have brought to our communities. Sometimes we, we end up doing the same thing. And where can we work together? Where can we, 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 we encourage one another in the legacy of Jesus Christ that we're trying to lead. It's easy to say sometimes, or easy just to say, that we want our legacy to be Christ. Yes, that's great. That should be the forefront of our mind. But what does that look like? What does that look like in your life? What legacy do we want to leave as individuals to the next generation? What legacy do we want to leave as individual churches to the next generation? And maybe an apt question for this evening, as Churches Together starts to look at its constitution, its uh, covenant with one another, and we're going to come up with another C to fit in there, but we haven't quite worked out what it is yet. How do we want that to shape our legacy for this community? The people will look back in years to come and say they shaped Christ to us in their actions, in their words. They shaped Christ for this generation. You might be wondering why I've got a suitcase in front of me. It's not that like I'm going on holiday. It's not that like I'm going to make a quick getaway. This morning as church, uh, this month, we've been looking at journeys, encounters on the journey where uh, Jesus or, or people met others on a journey and, and their lives were changed. And as we think of legacy this evening, there is something about journeying, isn't there? Uh, there's a song that I used to sing in assembly every day and I can't sing it now without um, twitching. Um, but it's from the old, we travel to the new, keep me travelling along with you. We're not going to sing it because I can't stand it. Um, just joking. Um, but there's something about legacy of journeying from one generation to the next. 
And I've got with me this evening a, a load of, of luggage tags. And what I'm going to encourage you to do, we're just, I'll play some music and I'll put some pens and some luggage tags. And just to write on them, what do you want your legacy to be? You might on one side what you want your legacy to be and what you want the legacy of churches together on the other side. But just to commit to God, what is the legacy I want to leave to the next generation that shows something of my faith in God? I'm going to leave tags. Um, you might need, uh, no, I'll open them. Um, and there are pens here as well. And I will just play some music and it would just be up to you to come up when you feel time is right and to write something. They are new pens, so they're bound not to work. Um, so I have got some other pens here as well, and plenty of tags. Um, I'll put them down at the front here. Feel free to come and pick them up. Maybe um, one or two might want to hand some around for those who aren't able. Uh, but just to then place them in the luggage, almost a sense of, yes, we recognise, we, we journey and we travel together. But actually in all of that, God surrounds all that we are, all that we hope to be. So I'll leave these here, and for you to either completely ignore it or, or to take part in, uh, in, in working out what do we want our legacy to be.